In studio with us this morning, Managing Director, uh, Unilever Kenya, Luke Ocheng. Uh, Luck, sorry, not Luke, Luck Ocheng. What a cool name. Thank you. Long story behind it. Uh, uh, well, yeah. hey, we've got time. We'll ask, we'll ask you <laughs> we've got time. Uh, we are going to talk about many, many things this morning as well. And of course, uh, we know Unilever, a massive, massive organization with so many different brands. Mr. Ocheng, I might ask you to do this. Give me three words that come to mind when you think of Unilever, because that, that would help us as well. Any three words at all. Unilever, go. Purposeful, future fit. Purposeful? Future. Future. Oh. Okay. All, all right. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> and, and I guess uh, in this day and age, okay, we're talking about brands uh, like Unilever that have been around for a long time. What, what is, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about that history in just a little while. Yeah. But, you know, uh, let's to get straight into it, uh, Luck. The, the, the business landscape is changing so fast. Yeah. Technology is playing such a big role in things. Uh, and you guys at Unilever, you know, you have to keep up with the times, right? I yes. mean, things happen overnight. You yes. wake up and this is different. That's different. So uh, maybe a first question to you is um, when you say future fit. Yes. Is that part of the agenda of Unilever now too? Because you have to be ahead of the game. Yeah. So at Unilever as a business, uh, we are guided by what we're calling our compass. And we define that compass as being purposeful led and being feature fit and that really defines who we are uh, as a business within that we define our purpose as being uh, to make sustainable living commonplace and uh, underpinning that we have like three core beliefs that we have to go with that number one we believe in people so we we, uh, we articulated that people with purpose thrive number two we sell uh, brands that are winning in the market and within that, we define that brands with purpose get to grow and also the impact we have as a business. And we believe that companies that have purpose get to last longer. Yeah. So that's the ethos that guide what we do. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm a, I'm a dirty hippie, Luck. Okay. So tell me, <laughs> tell me what yeah. sets you apart and give me some of the brands that I might engage in every day that Unilever uh, represents. Yeah, so uh, globally Unilever has over 4,000 brands. Mm -hmm. But in the Kenyan market, uh, we operate, we have actually 10 brands that we produce locally. Okay. And then we have the rest that we uh, we get to employ. Okay. So if you go to a uh, supermarket, for yeah. example, yeah. you'll get your... Okay, we have three divisions in the business. Okay. There is home care. So okay. within the home care division, you'll get your Omo, you get your Sunlight, you get your Domestos. You know, if I go to the nutrition space, yeah, have, I love the food. Yeah, Do yeah. food. Uh -huh, <laughs> yes. So Royco, yep. we have Knorr, mm. we have Hellman's, yeah. So plus, plus, plus. Mm. Yeah. And then also, uh, in addition to that, we have beauty and well-being uh, products. That's him. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do take a little time in the morning to get ready. Uh, but, but, but above and beyond, we, look, it's, it's almost like when we say, and I always say this when we talk about things like Mpesa. Yeah. No matter whether you know it or not, you're interacting with it on a daily basis, right? Yeah. That's basically the same can be said for Unilever products, right? Whether you yes. know it or not, yes. you're interacting with it uh, with Unilever products on a daily basis. Uh, and I don't think we actually comprehend the size of the bouquet of products that Unilever has. Yeah. But you guys are also doing a lot in, when it comes to sustainability, as you mentioned before. Yes. Uh, let's unpack that a little bit. Um, yeah. and, and I think we should start with the one that will make Davina the happiest, plastic recycling. <gasps> yeah. Do you do stuff uh, uh, that, that yeah. saves us from plastic? Please, please, please. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, but I think to, to bring the point home, let me just revisit the three beliefs we have. Sure. Uh, people with purpose get to thrive. Yeah. 
brands with purpose uh, uh, grow and companies with purpose last. Okay. So within that, those actually define what we do in that space. Everything that we do, we try to get defined by the brand. So under the pillar of brands with purpose get to grow, we are committed to working towards improving the health, well-being, and confidence of our consumers and the market that we operate in. We are working towards making the planet a much healthier place, and we want to contribute to a more socially inclusive and fairer world. And our brands want to lead in that. Okay. Let me now. ask you this, Luck. I'm I'm interrupting you. Yes. Okay. Because corporate boys, I love giving corporate boys a tough time. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So a brand comes to you. Yes. How do you check and continue to check that they are? those good that they have that good intention behind them no because these are our brands mm. and actually we make sure that there's good in what we do mm-hmm. okay so we define what that is so and as we go on we'll give you examples how so you ask specifically about for example uh plastic agenda mm-hmm. please at a corporate level we also believe that companies that have uh, uh purpose get to last longer and we're able to then deliver long-term superior value to our shareholders we get to serve people better. And we also believe that we have a responsibility to use our scale for good in the community. And that's where the plastic agenda fits in, eh? in terms of what we do uh, as a corporate. So with the realization of what plastic is in our world right now, Dude. we also realize it's our responsibility to take measures to correct that. So we, uh, as a business, then went about helping to set up a company called Mr. Green. I know Mr. Green. Yes. Okay. Yes. So with Mr. Green, we help uh, Mr. Green set up seed funding uh, through our global uh, network. We're able to then get them uh, up and going. Uh, That's so they do, they do have a factory actually right now uh, that does recycling. Uh, it's at uh, Samia, Samia Center. Mm. Now, the model that uh, Mr. Green has deployed is very attractive because apart from the recycling, it's also offering opportunities for the pickers, as it were. And they are paying fair rates for what they bring together. So what happens is this. The pickers, they collect uh, plastic from all over, either goes to Dandora or whatever. What Mr. Green has done is that they've recruited them, and there are over 3,000 of them within their network. Mm -hmm. They are paying them better rates for the work that they do and the collection they do. They get that plastic, they clean it up, they crush it, they process it and produce pellets. And these pellets then are used to make new packaging material. That's amazing. So yeah. basically, yeah. so, so you, it's upcycling uh, or recycling in its, in its purest form, really. Oh, absolutely. And right now, if you look at some of our brands, for example, if you go to the supermarket, you'll see the Vim scorer, yeah. the Sunlight scorer, you'll see 100% recycling I've on it. I've seen that, yeah. That has gone through that whole process of circular, process. circularity. And we are committed that we are pro- going to recycle more pro- plastic working together with Mr. Green and other partners, more plastic than actually we are putting up in the market. So oh. you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're enabling the local uh, economy. Oh, yeah, because absolutely. Because Mr. Green, the yes. 3,000 pickers, et cetera, yes. et cetera. But you're doing more as well. Uh, tell us a bit about Jazaduka. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So um, uh, let me take a step back. Huh? Sure. So sometime back in, uh, at Davos, uh, at the conference in Davos, our CEO met with the MasterCard CEO, and they started brainstorming, okay, what is it that we could do to try to really use our scale for 
impacting this world. And uh, eventually, an idea came up, okay, how could we support uh, financial inclusion in the world? We raised our hand and said, actually, in our markets, we have an opportunity to deploy something <laughs> like that. Fast forward, Jezaduka is a platform where retailers are able to access credit for free. If they pay within a certain period, average of seven days, eh? so within a week, so you buy your products, you get it on credit. If you pay that credit within the seven days, it's interest-free. Amazing. <coughs> it's interest-free. So, so no more empty dukas because what happens, and I know this from, from a, yes. a friend of mine who's got a startup. Yes. Your local duka where you grew up. Yes. That guy only stocks. Yes. Because what he's got is a book of luck owes him 3,000 uh-huh. shillings. Davina owes him 300 shillings. Yes. Ken owes him another 800 shillings. Yes. And you might pay tomorrow. Davina will pay probably sometime Never. middle Never. of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Ken, you look like a relatively yeah. decent guy. You probably pay in a month. <laughs> yeah. So that guy can't restock his his duka. Yeah. So many, many of our, the truth is that many of our small businessmen are constrained by working capital. So they only buy Amazing. what they can afford. So what this does is that actually unlocks that opportunity for them to buy what they can sell. What they can sell rather than what they can buy. And sure. let me give you some facts, huh? In our business, we have customers who are accessing that service on average growing 20% faster than the rest. I love So it. far, love to hear it. we've disbursed 1.4 billion worth of transactions on credit. Wow. Yeah. Are you sure you're not um, like Father Christmas? Yeah. Or <laughs> are you sure? Is that, and, is that your title at Unilever? And... And 14,500 retailers are accessing the service Amazing. as we talk right now. But yes, I want to be for the Christmas. However, it's good for our business as well. I yeah. will oh, also yeah. say... It's also good for business to have someone called Luck as well. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, your mum was right on the money. That is oh, yes. lucky because yeah. it's Luck Ocheng, Managing Director of Unilever, Kenneth Freed. Do you think we're ever going to be able to get to the point where we say, we were just hanging out at Davos brainstorming? <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, only, if, uh, only if luck invites us to the next one, right. uh, which is happening, I think, in the middle of Jan, right? You're yeah, welcome. exactly. You're welcome. I'm busy. <laughs> 24 after 8. <laughs> We will continue our discussion with Luck Ochiang, the managing director of Unilever Kenya. I will have. I, I just have to say this, please, if I may. Whenever I hear the the, the big C, the dirty C word, corporate, I get a little bit nervous. I get a little bit like, <laughs> what do they want? What? But you do seem like you're doing so much at Unilever. I do want to get into what you're doing uh, for women and women businesses. But I think. I think. As soon as I say women, Jockey just appears in a, in a cloud of glitter and dust. You can, ask, you Jockey, can start with that question, though. I think we have time. We luck, have yes. tell us yeah. what Unilever is doing to support uh, women-owned businesses, if you can or will. Yeah. So as, as part of our uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion agenda, we've actually called out this as an area for us to take action on. Because huh? we realize that from a business perspective, the contribution of women-owned business is pretty small. And we think that to be a fair representation of the community, we have to do something about that. 
So there are several ways in which we we, we try to bring that uh, uh, to life. The first one, uh, what we are calling supplier diversity uh, uh, program. Now in this program, uh, within our supply chain, if you look at uh, the inputs are going to uh, production, uh, women-owned business contribute just about con- in 2021 was contributing just about two percent. Uh, no, which was very low. And there are factors that are behind that. Huh? One, access to uh, the information, mm. uh, capacity that in terms of uh, the minimum requirements that we have, financing and all those. So we've, we started on a journey where we said, a modest target, we said, okay, how can we get this to 7% by the year 2025? And what we then did was we went out, announced that we're actually going out looking to uh, offer these opportunities for, for, for women-owned businesses who was interested, they raised their hand. Then we took them through training to understand how we do business, our ethics, what is acceptable for us and what is not. And also we brought in some partners to support with the financing mm-hmm. and all. I'm happy to say that uh, through this initiative, as, uh, as at now, uh, we've achieved uh, 4.5% of that number. Over double. Yes, we we have uh, women-owned business contributing four hundred and sixty-five million as at last month. Wow. Yeah, sorry, let me correct that. Four point five billion. Wow. Yeah, as at uh, last month, and we're on a journey to accelerate. So we are seeing that we are going to achieve our seven percent target even earlier than planned. Uh, to the extent that also by the time again next year we'll have to review that. So that is one. Eh? offering opportunities for women within our supply chain uh, through our diversity, uh, uh, diverse supply chain uh, program. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because Njoki is looking to hit you up to help (laughs) out her side hustle. Njoki, you have to be here and read the headlines now, okay? It's uh, 29 minutes to nine. We'll come back in just a few minutes uh, with more from Luck Ochieng and uh, more about Unilever's great work. And I'm going to ask you a very important question on how you navigated through a very difficult two years uh, and how you guys came out on the other side. In studio with us this morning, uh, Luck Ochieng, our new friend, and Davina's new best friend because he's doing a lot for recycling and for women. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's basically Christmas spirit in a suit. Um, you, you, you asked a very poignant question about what you're doing for women. You've mentioned, Luck, that you know the, the training for women, the contribution now yeah. to the GDP in terms of women-owned businesses, the yeah. growth of that sector alone. Right. What else? Yeah, so, so the first of that supplier diversity opening up those opportunities for actually for women and people who are differently abled. So that's one. And now you're just making my life. Like, that's it. <laughs> now you're just making You can come back every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so that is one. The second one is uh, what we are calling Sunlight Women of More. 
So it's it's a program sponsored by our Sunlight brand where we create opportunities for women-owned business to thrive in our part of the world. So, for example, this year, we gave out eight billboards in Nairobi. I saw next to the junction. Yes, for women-owned businesses to to get to um, advertise and promote themselves. But it's not just about the advertising. It's also a partnership we have with uh, the United Nations Institute for Training and Research, UNITA, whereby they also give uh, training. We have a target of reaching 100,000 women-owned uh, businesses. So apart from the training, we also help with access to financing uh, uh, for them as well. Amazing. And, uh, and amazing. Then, and then uh, still with the Sunlight brand uh, on the solar power space, trying to drive clean energy agenda in the country, we are working together with our partner, B-Box, for access to um, solar power in the rural parts of solar of energy because it's sunlight, bro. Yes. I mean, yes. it's it's it, obviously sunlight, <laughs> uh, a very well known <laughs> brand as well. Um, yes. Now you talk about solar energy, um, switching to uh, hopefully switching to 100% renewable energy sources by 2030. Yeah. Uh, you're clearly determined on achieving sustainability. Yeah. Um, so, what does that sustainability agenda look like? Yeah. So, uh, from from where we sit. Uh, we think that we have a role in shaping uh, that conversation uh, through our thought leadership. Eh? Yeah. So as entrenched in our purpose of who we are as a business through our campus and through our purpose of making sustainable living a common place, we, uh, we know that even for us to be able to produce sustainably, we must make sure that we're doing it in a manner that is healthy uh, for the planet. So as I enumerated, through our brands, we make sure that that comes alive through what our brands do and what we do uh, as a business as well. Amazing. Yeah. You know, if you had long hair, you could just be flicking it because uh. now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But really incredible stuff. And it's, it's amazing, you know, because we yeah. often look at these huge uh, corporates or as we, some people call them conglomerates, mm-hmm. uh, these big organizations. And you do kind of feel that, you know, is there a human face or element? Is there something that they're doing that is different from anyone else? And then here we are, here you are, Unilever, just doing everything and doing the most to make sure that, great, your brands are everywhere. That's yeah. that's uh, understood. Uh, yes. And like I said before, we don't even know when we're interacting with Unilever brands because they're everywhere. Yeah. But then behind the doors of this building or this organization, you guys are doing the little things that are going to change the world in a big way. Yeah, it's a responsibility that we have. Obviously, uh, for us... Uh, being, I'm, I'm looking after Kenya, Rwanda, and Tanzania. From the factory here, actually from the three factories that we have uh, in Nairobi, we sell uh, 50% of what we produce in the Kenyan market. The other 50% goes into the neighboring countries. Uh, so we supply part of Somalia, we go to South Sudan, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, Eastern Pass of DRC, uh, we go to Malawi, we go to uh, Zambia, and we've just started shipping our Royco brands to the U.S. as well. No, okay. oh, yes. for the diaspora? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, let, let me tell you, I love there's that. certain things yeah. you need yeah. <laughs> when you so, leave this place. Cheese mix. <laughs> yeah. So you find that uh, uh, Kenya is a big hub for us. Mm. Yeah. The impact we are having locally in terms of creating employment and driving uh, the economy is great. Half of what we produce is locally, is uh, is sold here, and half is uh, sent for export. The other big piece is also, there are also products that we actually get to import, but 83% of what we sell in the Kenyan market is produced locally. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you have all the answers. So instead of asking, um, when will I be rich and famous, I'm going to ask <laughs> you, what is happening, uh, what would you say the future of the company and market space is in Kenya? 
Yeah, so uh, as just I've uh, just enumerated for for us, Kenya is a very important hub, and this will continue uh, for the longest. We are actually even putting additional investments. So, um, for example, with the COVID having come in, business got disrupted. Uh, one of the things then we quickly did was to adjust how we niche, the, the way in which we operate, but that has also opened up our minds as well to the greater opportunity we have within the nutrition space. Eh? So, for example, we are putting an additional investment. New lines are coming in. If you come to our factory, we've just put a massive warehouse uh, that we've built up, uh, costing us billions of shillings. And all those are investments that we are making because we see a future for our business and our presence eh, in this part of the world. Um, so, if I look at the crystal ball, mm-hmm. I see a bright future for us here. <laughs> And a bright future for Kenya because of your Absolutely. contribution. Yeah. Absolutely. Can, can, can we just call you when we're feeling down and you can just be like, it's all going to be okay? Oh, anytime. <laughs> By the way, by the way you're a, yeah. you've got a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty fancy title, Luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, managing Director at Unilever Kenya, handling uh, Tanzania, you said. Uh, Rwanda. Rwanda. Rwanda, and yeah. then obviously exporting Kenya. to a number of other countries yes. within the uh, greater East African community. Right. Um, there has to be days, I and mean, this is not off script, yes. but we, we like to get to the heart and soul of our guests. Yes. <clears throat> there has to be days when it doesn't seem like, let's take COVID for an example, yes, right? I'm yes, sure you guys yes. had to switch the way you work, yes. hybrid, people coming to the office. There has to be times when you wake up in the morning going, can I actually get through this day or this week? Yes, yes. How do you navigate through that? And actually, and, and it's a good question you ask, because this year has been one of those. Eh? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> from a business uh, environment, it's been a tough year with all the inflation and all that. Um, COVID actually did affect us, eh? Because obviously, if the society is impacted, we as a business, that's our market. So we get uh, negatively impacted as well. So, But one of the commitments we had from the word go was that we are going to guarantee our people their jobs. So communication went out. Your job is secure for whatever period. So we did not let anybody go. One of not the few, one person. One of the few big no. organizations that, yes. that, w- that actually manage that, though. Yes, yeah. We didn't let anybody go. And number two, then we went about seeing how do we support our people and partners. So we went about providing protective gear, you know, uh, to them, not just our own staff, but also to, uh, to the greater partners. But then from a business perspective, we also then had to change the way we do business. We had to shift to different categories, you know, just to make sure that we, we came through. And out of that, that's where we also saw, while some parts of the business, for example, the beauty and well-being products, uh, declined. I feel like I could have kept you in business during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he needs yeah. hair wax. Do you have hair wax? more like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but w- what we saw was that, for example, people spending more time at home, they were more adventurous, trying sure. new meals and all that. Yeah. And our Royco and Knorr brands really thrived. Uh, uh, in, ah, in so balance, kind of balance it out a little bit yes, for you as yeah. well. So Interesting. total business perspective was okay. But this year, started off very rough huh? with the global inflation, material inflation that hit us very much. So he's found some moves that we are making to try to balance the business so that we get to see it through. And to be honest, we are looking forward to next year and hopefully it will be better than this year. Lako Cheng, with that smile, do you need uh, any rough and tumble, uh, you know, media tech savvy ish people <laughs> Farid and myself would love to come and work at Unilever I'll, are there any slots I'll open I'll gladly address you <laughs> please come over come over uh, <laughs> lucky us yeah. th- I've been working on this for the whole year, uh, hour already yes lucky us mm-hmm. to speak to Lako Chiang there we go thanks for coming in Lucky. it was a pleasure to having <laughs> you here you and so we hope much. to see you soon uh, and again congratulations for you guys doing the most thank you very much do your part welcome us consume our products absolutely and thank recycle you.
Of course. Sindio? Oh yes, absolutely. Go. Actually, on that recycling piece, just one sure. anecdote. Yes, please, please. Yeah, Mr. Green has set up actually collection points at some total petrol stations. No. Yeah, so please check that out and if do your bit in terms of doing your recycling, bring it in and contribute. Absolutely. That's okay. so cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thank you.